You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of every single Premier League, Champions League and Europa League match week. You can subscribe and listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Robbie Mustow and he's Robbie Earl and this is what we've got, my friend, for today's show. Chelsea's 3-0 defeat to the hands of Bayern Munich and we're certainly going to talk about Arsenal's shocking exit from the Europa League at the hands of Olympiacos. Late, late drama there. A big story there for Arsenal Football Club. A comfortable win for Manchester United in the same competition to advance to the Europa League round of 16. But first, my friend, the marquee mm. matchup of round of 16 mm. in the Champions League, Real Madrid versus Manchester City, a game that, that brings together two of the favourites, I would say, for this competition. A fascinating match in so many ways, Rob. Um, Man City winning 2-1 away from yep. home at the Bernabeu. Um, Give me, give me before we get into the details of, of what Pep did, etc. <laughs> yeah. What is your kind of over, overriding line uh, of this brilliant match? The football at this level, Rob, at this highest level, starts then comes down to detail. Uh, uh, to, you know, two hu- huge clubs, well supported. You say two that many might feel are favourites for this competition, mm. and we have to talk about ta- go, uh, Pep going to his tactical library and pulling out a volume and looking through the pages and deciding where he was going to go and how he was going to go and, and what they did. But I also thought this was a important night for, for Manchester City to send a message to the likes of UEFA and, and everybody else around the Europe that they're not done yet. They may or may not be in this competition next season. But you know what? When they play like that with the mm. tactical acumen of the man in charge, they are the team to beat in this competition. I think we, we, we've had our discussions of whether Laporte was the, uh, is the key guy to, to them maybe winning this competition or not. I still think on any given night, if Pep gets his team right, there can beat anyone in Europe. And tonight was a night, the other night was a night that just mm. probably reinforces that to, to Pep and his team. I wonder, Robbie Earl, if, if over the seasons where Pep's had brilliant teams in leagues, Bayern Munich I'm thinking of straight away that didn't do as well as everybody expected in Champions League and there's mm-hmm. a, a point a little bit of a finger about the way he goes about things I've yeah. certainly talked about it and, and yeah. his, his attacking style I just wonder before we hear from Pep we're going to hear from Pep in a minute about what mm. he did in the game I wonder Rob um, if he's if he's changed a little bit if he's learned from some of those lessons if he's just got a little more defensive focus and a little bit more caution. That's what I took from the initial look of this lineup and the way that they set up. And again, we'll get into details after we heard from Pep, but I just wonder if there's a sense of, I've got to do something a little bit different. I've got great teams that we dominate Mm. leagues mostly, but Mm. this two-legged kind of knockout stage, I've got to be a little bit more cautious. That's what I saw. But let's listen from the man himself, Rob Pep Guardiola, and uh, just answering questions about how he set his team up for this good big game. 
We decide to, to play without proper striker for the way they defend. They defend in a special way. They are so aggressive, man to man in the goal kicks, so high. And, and when that's happened, you have to make the pitch white. If don't, it's so difficult because you provoke frontal balls and Sergio Ramos, Baran, Casimiro, uh, Modric, and, and, the, and, and Valverde, they are incredible while winning these frontal balls. They want us to put the ball in diagonals and put the ball to the wingers as much quick as possible. In the first moments, we suffer because we're not able to make a sequence of the passes. But after 10, 15 minutes, we make Gundogan, Rodri, Bernardo, Kevin. With Aime, we had more fluidity with that. But I'm pretty sure now Zidane and his people is going to look what we have done, and the second game will be different. We have to, to be cautious or be alert what it's going to do and to adapt quick and try to, to go there to, to win the game. I mean, it's fascinating. Isn't it? I mean, mm. trying to get in the mind, the mind of that guy. And, and, and mm. what, what I would take, Rob, from, from it, and it's a reason why I've said for, for some while, I still think City can win this, can win this tournament with or, or the, without Laporte as long as, as they turn up and, and do things right, is Pep Guardiola is regarded as the best manager in club football. And maybe one or two have questioned that with, with the distance that they're behind Liverpool at the moment, with one or two situations that, you know, maybe not buying a centre-back, letting company go, Laporte being injured, etc., etc., etc. We also said, it, uh, I said at the weekend, you know, Jose Mourinho was named the special one. Well, to, to, to continue to carry your tag, you have to produce moments when people go, wow. And I thought this was a wow moment for Pep Guardiola. I thought this was one of his biggest nights mm. in European football. I know mm. he's won, won the, the tournament in, in the past, but this was a wow moment. This was a Manchester... This, by far, is the best game Manchester City have ever played in the European Champions League, mm. by far. Because you mm. think of the opposition, you think of the setup, you think of who wasn't in the team, and to go win and win 2-1 in the Bernabeu smacks of Pep Guardiola's tactical brilliance. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a big call. Some big call of players that are left on the bench. Raheem Sterling mm. maybe wasn't fit enough to start the game. Fernandinho on the bench. Yeah. David Silva on the bench. Sergio Aguero, probably the on biggest the surprise yeah. on the mm. bench. Now, uh, granted, it's not the best Real Madrid team that we've seen over no. recent seasons, but still a very good team. Real Madrid at home, at, at home in the Champions mm. League. Um, they've still got very good players. Um, but For just sure. going back to his setup, Rob, and I'll kind <laughs> of explain what I felt about it. Now, okay. we, we would agree that defense Defensively, it's been a lot worse. It's been a problem this season for Man City yeah. and Pep. Now, first of all, a back four, I think the team is much more comfortable with in general. So then what we normally see with City is one holding player, and it's David Silva, often with De Bruyne, either side of uh, Rodri, making yeah. forward runs. Well, that ended. So I like, first of all, the Gundogan and Rodri side by side, defensively set up midfield mm. players. And by the way, Gundogan... I thought was outstanding, outstanding in the game. So that side, that two players side by side, may, yep. he may have done that in other games in certain moments, but I thought mm. that was important. And that was a little, and that set up everything else for me. So then with 4-2, then you see what he does going forward after that. Now, the two front players, I think that he expected 
Real Madrid, which they did in the first 10-15 minutes, to dominate possession. Dominate, yeah. And then what's the hardest thing to do, Rob, when a team is dominating possession is to get out. And with when you play your best two players at the football club that keep the ball and manoeuvre the ball and are safe in possession, which are Bernardo Silva and Kem De Bruyne, Mm -hmm. as your front two players that are both false nines, so they're not Mm -hmm. staying up there. They're dropping into midfield to outnumber, to get on the ball and to take care of the ball. There was a chance that Gabriel Jesus had, Rob, after about 15, 20 minutes where De Bruyne got the ball and he he played him in. That was, for me, what the game game plan was particularly early in the game now Jesus why play him on the left hand side we we saw what he did defensively we know he's got the the attitude to do that but more importantly he's a goal scorer so when the ball did go up to those front two players he's always going to get on his bike he's always going to make those diagonal runs from outside to in to get in behind that defense in a different way I think what Pep said about the center backs is totally true Varane and Sergio Ramos are some of the most yeah. aggressive players can you imagine any striker would yeah, have a battle you up, to try yeah, and get hold of the ball so by playing two players up there that drop into the midfield I thought was, 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 a, was a fantastic idea I thought it worked great the more the game went on the more problems that those two particularly gave mm. and with Riyad Mahrez and Gabriel Jesus, those players can do damage given the opportunities. But the front the front area is so often where a team that's under pressure or can't get much of the ball struggles to get out. Longer balls go up there and they can't hold it up. Aguero's not great at that. So that those two false nines in yeah. this system, in this game, was his big gamble, if you like. And I thought it worked out spectacularly. Again, they've been better Real Madrid sides, Rob. But I'll yeah. tell you what, well, if, if, well, they, they did a job on them. And, and, and Real Madrid started off really well. They controlled things. They created some opportunities. But City, with the way they did it, I thought that. So that is how I would how I saw it, and I liked it. I liked it from the first 10 minutes, even though they're under pressure. Um, But what a big call. And I'm sure everybody out there was waiting to hammer Pep about being overthinking and all that. But this time, like you said, Rob, it was a wow moment, and it was a a tremendously um, thought-out procedure. I I think as well, and and, and it's interesting you talked about Gundogan, because I thought it's probably one of his best games I've I've seen in City. Mm. And I went through, and I'll just do it with you, I went through the team and, and gave him the little marks, I'll get get to that but the other big call and and you've kind of I thought you brushed over it Lily I mean Mm -hmm. Gabriel Jesus on that left hand side yeah having the trust having the understanding of his role the energy yes was was a huge call Rob a huge call and 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 somebody reminded me I was chatting with a friend of mine and said you know used to do something similar when he wanted trust Sir Alex Ferguson used to do that with Wayne Rooney. Do you remember a few times in yeah. Europe where he stuck yeah. Rooney on that left-hand side and Rooney would yeah. almost be like an auxiliary left-back then he could break from that position and, and, yeah. and make run central? I thought, I thought that was a masterstroke. Um, it, it, it meant that, that Jesus didn't end up in a fight, in a physical fight with the Real Madrid centre-backs who we know yeah. want, want a fight. He can yeah. come from that wide side. But his, his, his determination to see the job out the other way, Rob, I thought was, was outstanding. Mm. It, it kind of made me think, OK, that's what, what Pep sees and he trusts him. Big game, big, big game. Mm. He trusts this kid. We've been saying, you know, is he the heir apparent? Does he miss too many chances? I thought that was a big night and a big moment for, for Jesus to, to score a goal, to play as he did, to be part of that team and that setup. When when Pep has to trust everybody out there, I thought that was huge. The, the situation, as you say, with Bernardo Silva and, and Kevin De Bruyne, who was like false nines, number tens at times in possession, but pushed forward, started the press when they went 
went further forward. Mahrez's pace kept him a little bit more honest. He wasn't brilliant with his with his end product, but his pace and the whip on on the other side and. And the other one I have to pick out, and, and we'll talk maybe about Laporte, because that's becoming a bit of an issue. Well, mm. Fernandinho, by the way, absolutely, by the way, comes in, Rob, mm. and just gives you a a smooth Rolls-Royce performance. You just think, wow, what, what, what a gift he is to Manchester City, just that you can plug him into a problem when, when Laporte goes off, and he kind of handles it and deals with it. A couple of great blocks. I, I, I thought from Pep's point of view, that's why... People say he's the best manager in club football. I mean, he's just got to keep it going. I mean, back to Fernandino real quick. I'm not, I'm, listen, agreed. Came on, did a brilliant job. Yeah, he's silky, yeah. silky smooth on the ball. Oh. But you know how I feel about him defensively, Rob. I think he, he, he Otamendi made a mistake. You know, he shoved the ball down the throat yeah, of Rodri yeah, from Rodri, three yards yeah. away. And it, it was <laughs> the first goal for Isco in the 60th minute. Mm, um, mm. And, but you're right. Fernandino came in in the first half, wasn't it, for Laporte and, and yeah. did a good job. And, and you're right, Laporte being out, and, and you can see why you know manager. After he's not been fit, Rob. Has he, Laporte? I just, well, I, it doesn't look to me like, like he, he has been niggles. out. He, he's never he's never finished a game. Since the last three games where he come back, he, he's come off. He, but you know, it's like you're out for a long time. It, yeah, you, you, for you sure. Muscle but, injuries because you're not the body's not uh, used to it, and that's what's happening. But I don't think he ever looks. There's a bit where there's a, there's a part where you look right. I don't think he's ever looked right, Rob. To me, he's, he's never looked like come he's back. no, yeah, come back and he's he's, you can, he's believing in his body. Of course, you get your groins and a little bit of hamstring and things get because you're extending you, yourself more than you ever have when you're injured. But I don't know, something tells me that he, that he hasn't quite been right. They've maybe tried to to, to nurse him through, and it's mm. going to be interesting now between now and the end of the season how much uh, match time he gets. And again, that puts another onus then on on Fernandinho, as you say, to continue to perform like that or, or in in big nights. Especially even the second leg, that it's not it's not done yet, as Pep was, was saying. Yeah, and also a big part of the game, Rob, we talk about is Raheem Sterling and mm. the substitution oh, and wow. him coming yeah. coming into the outside. Mr. Jesus went more central later in yeah. the game. Raheem Sterling uh, forces a penalty. Um, game well, I think the, yeah. the, the the weakest point in the side yeah. is is Danny Cavallo for Cavallo from, for Real Madrid outside, right yeah. back. Mm. He ran past him very very easily. You look at the other part of that defence, it's pretty strong, pretty fast. Mm. Um, so that, again, was a move where Gabriel Jesus came inside. So all the little moves made an impact. And, and, and Raheem Sterling has been missed for City, but he came into this game fired up, ready to, to go. Uh, it just, it's just one of those nights that I thought worked out pretty perfectly. Of course, the injury is not perfect for Laporte, uh, yeah. Otamendi is capable of doing something silly on the ball or making a mistake or falling on it or something, which he did. But it was it was a performance of character. And, you know, I think it's a big moment for Man City. And I think Pep's yeah. been looking for yeah. this big moment for this club Absolutely. to mature in this competition. To get a result there, Rob, um, must do a lot for, for how they feel about the second leg and how they feel about the competition in general. If they can get past this tie, they'll feel they can go all the way. Is there going to be big adjustments from, from Zidane, Rob, in the second leg? How is it going to pan out? Will he, will he change things? Is this Real Madrid side good enough? Because we've seen a lot better yeah, Real Madrid yeah. sides, of I, I'm not. I'm not sure that, that they're good enough, Rob. I mean, again, in, in all these big games, in a 2-1 advantage, first goal changes a whole complexity of the game. If City get it at the Etihad, you do feel that then they'll, they'll have enough 
speed on the counter-attack, whether he goes with a false nine again or Sterling's fit enough can start the game. He, he, his pace uh, in the wide areas can, will cause Madrid all kind of kind of problems that they won't be able to live with. I mean, let's not forget, we have to feel sorry for Sergio Ramos, don't we? Because he's not going to be able to play in this one. Yeah, not, I said did nobody. You, did you... Um... Did you think that was a little soft, the hand on the shoulder? Was it Jesus going through the little hand on the Jesus shoulder? Jesus on the shoulder. Was... No, no, because you know what? He knows exactly what he's doing. It's his 26th time he's got. he's been sent off in a game. I, I thought it was a little soft, I've got to be honest. Nah, a hand I'm, on I'm the shoulder. I know, I know he, he's, uh, is there he, enough he, contact he, to push he, him over there? He can it. Does, doesn't he catch? Does he not catch it back of his, his foot as well? I he's just, just clumsy. Push, it? It, it looks like it, he's doing one of them where he, he's he's been the master at just doing enough yes, where he just I stays agree. the right no, side right. of the law. You're and right. you know what? He's the wrong he side of the law this time. And even yeah. if he isn't the wrong side of the law, he deserves it. And <laughs> Liverpool fans will be joining in as well. So Sergio, yeah. you'll be watching this one, my friend. Mm. Yeah, just just brilliant, wasn't it? And this competition, yeah. absolutely love it. Cool. Um, you know, what a good good night it was for Manchester City. Real Madrid are a good side, Rob. They're going to come and that will not be an yeah. easy game. And uh, But you've got to be big favourites now for City to go through. And, and that, as I said, will, will give them a lot of confidence. Yeah, for sure. And just moving forward from City's point of view, Rob, because then the oh, yeah. focus goes on a night like that. It goes to the League Cup final. Yeah, Sunday. And we know yeah. Pep, yeah, Pep wants the silverware. With all that's gone on over the last few weeks, it will be more determined than ever to try mm. and win both cup competitions and, and, and the Champions League. Villa, different team. Wembley. To- totally different team. Aguero's mm. going to play. Sterling's going to play. Fernandinho's yeah. going to play. David Silva's going to play. Feel a bit sorry for Villa, don't you? Because one or two <laughs> players coming in who might have a little bit to prove will have the, the bit between them teeth. I mean, this could, this could get a bit nasty for Villa. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's just they'll go back to the way they played before because they? Yeah. they know that, yeah. that Villa are going to bunker in and, yeah, and it'll be a different, different lineup, and, and yeah so lots of mm. fresh players that will come into the game um, and it continues on but yeah great shout That's I think it's 11.30 um, Eastern time isn't it Eastern on Sunday, time yeah, yeah. League Cup final. so we'll watch that and we're going to do a podcast uh, of this weekend and that game right after that League Cup final so um, certainly watch out for that Absolutely. okay my friend Chelsea Football Club yes Bayern Munich, they lose at Stamford Bridge 3-0 in a game that I've got to say, as as I found the City game fascinating, I found found this game equally fascinating. Yeah, really, really high-end quality. I mean, that's your top-end club football right Mm. there, isn't it? Well, yeah. and, and then regardless of the result, regardless of the, just the detail, just the, the, the tactic, just the speed and the intensity and the, the chess mm. games. And mm. do you know what? Do you know what I, t- I took away from um, Bayern yeah. Munich? Because I was quite interested in them. Because obviously we don't get to see as much German no, football as we we'd like. You, yeah. We concentrate so much on the Premier League, and you, mm. you, you're saying. And so, the, I'd heard a lot about like. What what Bayern Munich aren't nowadays? They're not quite this, and they're not quite. Everybody seems to be, you know, that other teams are catching up, and other teams are pushing them. Do you know what I came away thinking? They ain't bad, by the way. <laughs> they ain't a bad outfit. God, Rob, they they could press when they needed to press. They dropped yeah, off they when they, they kept possession. They had good pace and threat in behind. They can keep the ball in front of you and and, and start moving you around. I'm saying, wow, if, if this is a team who aren't so good, I, I wouldn't like seeing yeah. when they're great. Yeah, and again, there's always the 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 
the opponents and stuff and where Chelsea yeah. are right now. And, and I think yeah. we'll, we'll obviously we'll get to them. But I think mm-hmm. you're right in, mm-hmm. in talking about Bayern Munich uh, and looking at that performance and some of the players that <laughs> I thought were absolutely outstanding, yeah. absolutely yeah. outstanding on the day. Now, there's, there's players, I've just a, little, a small list of players, Serge Gnabry, was yeah. at Arsenal, mm. was at West mm. Brom. Thomas Muller played in the number yeah. 10. It was incredible. 30 Afonso, years of age. Af- about Afonso Davis. 19. Afonso Davis. I think he's just... Vancouver, uh, wasn't he? Just turned 19 years of age. Yeah, 19 years of age. Wow. And wow. Yeah, I mean, wow. the, the pace, the confidence, the ability to pick a pass, of slowing down, of being composed for the final mm. ball in for that goal. Yeah. Um, Tiago yeah. in the middle of the park that yeah. I've seen from a young kid coming through at Barcelona. Tiago and Kimmich, I thought, were, were, were masterful in there. Right? Yeah, and you've got Lewandowski up front, gets his goal. I, I mean, wow. I, I just I I've got thought the same it, list and a, I'm like, a, wow. Yeah, it was a performance of, of, of being so good both yeah. with yeah, and maybe and more surprising without the ball. Yeah. Uh, and the pressing was, was where Chelsea just couldn't handle that, that pretty organised press. I wrote a note down, and similarly, you're looking at your list, and I'm looking at a Bayern Munich team with Coleman, Gnabry, Lewandowski, and Muller all mm. being thread on top of the games. I mean, Chelsea a full stretch to handle it. And then at the other end, I've got Barkley, Mount, and Olivier Giroud. Just never felt that right there, Rob, is, is, is a huge difference of quality. And, and as I'm looking at, at Frank, it, it kind of highlights that there's still a lot of work to do at this football club. Absolutely a lot of work. There's a lot of windows. And I know Loftus Cheek has to come back. Hudson Adoy and Pulisic bring some youth. And we still don't quite know how they'll perform uh, on, on on that stage. That, that's something that's going to happen. Giroud's ageing out as, as, as great a pro as he is. Willian and Pedro are ageing out. When you look at, at, at the transition and what's coming at, at, at Bayern Munich, and I know Muller's 30 and, and Lewandowski's, I think, 31 now, but... Chelsea have got some catching up to do when when we're talking about this level of European football. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we all know, and I put a tweet out there, and some people came back. Well, you know, we all know the Chelsea in transition, which is absolutely yeah. right. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not. We, 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 there's no, there's nothing that's, that's no. super critical from, from no, me in this. Anyway. Not it's at just all. Like, wow, that that's that's. And it's not stating level. the obvious. You just got it. You, you're looking at a team, two teams who are going They're into a, a game. Yeah. At completely different places at the moment. I mean, the and and part of me was was wondering, and, and I'll sort of pose the question: is when you see how Bayern Munich play in terms of of the dimensions that they've got, the different ways they can break you down, the the, the, the whether they're pressing together and, and winning the ball back with the trigger, whether they're keeping possession, that's coaching, isn't it? Or is that football intelligence? Well, I think I just most, thought they looked a well, a, a super well-drilled outfit, Rob. Yeah, I. I but but there's got to be. They've been these players have been playing a little while together, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know Thomas Muller was years. out of the yeah. side for, forever, out, yeah, and now yeah. he comes back in. I mean, how he, how he was out of the side for such a long period of time, fell out with the manager, Wondered, I guess. Yeah. Um, but but again, Kimmich from from fullback to midfield looks super super. Uh, comfortable in there. It's just you know swinging back to Chelsea. So my, yeah, yeah. So my question is, like, yeah. like, so uh, sorry, answer, okay. answering the puzzle in the next one. So can Chelsea? Have Chelsea got the ability to do no. that? Can Frank do Uh-oh. that with? No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. No, I didn't. Mean, I, I thought you were going to say, yeah. can they come back and win? Can, no, can go no, through? no, no, no. I, I, you go. So you're saying that that coaching wise, Frank w- w- is is. No I'm, saying with the, with, no, I'm saying with the right level of player bought in, can Frank produce what we saw Bayern Munich produce? Yeah, can why not? 
Why not? We, well, we, that, we, that's the question. That, that, that's the question. Because that, that's high-end European football, mate. That, that's Ross Barkley, I don't know if he could be coached to, to be consistently at that level. That would be... There's yeah, but that's one of my players, Yeah, but that's player side of it. So, so you, are you, I'm getting confused. So... You, if if I, if, I, I, if Frank was Frank Lampard was coaching the Bayern Munich side, yeah, you, yeah. you don't know whether he could make them as. Good I'm as asking the saying? question. I'm I think. Yeah, that's well, what I, I'm I don't think the there question. was anything. I don't think there's anything super tactical about Bayern Munich. They were very very good and well organised in their pressing and their football was slick. It was a four two three one. It was kind of stat. It was. It wasn't anything uh, that we haven't seen before, Rob. It's just good no. players, isn't it? Just good players, quick, fast players making good decisions. You know, more than so. Than so it being the, so yeah. So okay. So that so your the answer to the question is Chelsea need the next upgrade of player. absolutely yeah I mean I, I mean the, I mean again again it's not easy and it costs money and no. it's development yeah, and it time takes time etc yeah. etc et um, but it, it was just a like for like wow okay we all you know the Premier League is a Premier League and Chelsea mm. are doing okay they're not doing great we didn't expect them to be great yeah. given what's going on but when you see a top class team come and they're at the top of the Bundesliga I think just by a point by Munich and Chelsea are not they're they're struggling a little bit. What are they fourth or in, in that area, um, and and we saw it. And it's just going to be time for Frank Lampard and for Chelsea. Um, and it's good for the ownership of Chelsea to see that game. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah we, we were we at this level yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. We've dropped a little mm. bit, but we have got young players and we're developing young players. And the Reese Jameses um, yeah. and Mason Mounts. They'll, they'll be better uh, for that. Yeah. Absolutely, they'll be better yeah, for that. Be but you can't expect that, yeah. Mason Mount playing for Derby County last year. You know, Reese James had very little experience at the top level, of course, in the league below, to be able to compete. Um, I just, it was just like interesting mm. fascinating to see uh, in I'll front throw of Alfonso eyes. Davies wow. at you though I'll throw you an Alfonso Davies yeah I'll throw you one of them sometimes Rob they, that's what you, you've got to get you've got to get to that level quickly and, and I know mate, I, I mean I'm a Mason Mount that's the only one though Rob that's the only one player. You could look through the, the rest of the side. That's the only one mm. really that that stepped up. And I think yeah. apparently reports saying he's outstanding got... every week now. By the way, yeah, I know he, he, he struggled to get in, into the team. But Rhys Jones has got that capability. When I see him, he he could be a, a, mm. a, a top top European mm. fullback. Good yeah. experience, good managing, yeah. good coaching. Looks yeah. after himself. Mason Mount, I think, is a really intelligent footballer. Yeah. Uh, I still thought he was one of Chelsea's best players in, uh, the other night yeah. when they didn't have a particularly good game. Yeah, listen, you know what? It's probably better to hear from the Chelsea manager to discuss about the qualities yeah. and differences yeah. uh, in the two teams. Well, they need to use it as a positive effect. Um, and it might not feel like that this evening, but what they need to do is understand the levels that uh, the Champions League is when you get to knockout stage. A lot of the players there today um, either haven't played it, um, played maybe Europa League, which is a big difference, or um, have played it a few years ago, in, certainly not at Chelsea, to a point where we've got the success of semi-final, semi-final, final, win it kind of times. So um, when you have an eye-opener like to tonight, the, the, the only answer, young or old, is to go, is to look at it and say, I'm not going to look at any other part of the team than myself. So who was I up against? Who was my direct competitor? How did I feel I played against them? I thought there were a couple of performances in our team, um, namely Kovacic, that, that played with a, a personality and a quality that makes you go, OK, he could play in, in pretty much any team with that level. Um, other than that, we need to say tonight wasn't a night where we showed that. And that's just an individual one to take responsibility. Mm, it's interesting, isn't it? How Frank looks at it. You can tell how he was as a player. Th that mentality of when things, if things start to go wrong, it's about me doing my job. And, and to be honest, that's how I used to play, not at Champions League level, but mm. always mm. used to think, 
now if things ain't going win, win my challenge against the guy I'm, I'm up against. I, and, I um, like, yeah, sorry, mate. I, I like what he said about Kovacic. Kovacic, I, yeah, I was just going to mention. I, yeah. I, I, mm. I think he did. He went by. He, he was composed on the ball. He made good decisions. Yeah. He dribbled past a few players. Yeah, he was brave with the good things up. Didn't I mean, he? He, mm. yeah, you just I, I mean, he's I, been around I, I, a little bit. Hands up a little bit because he, you know, he wasn't my yeah, favourite. I, I used no. to scratch my head and think, what is he? What's he do? But gone to another level. Certainly under yeah. Frank as well this season. He, he's a lot more um, adventurous with the ball. He, he, he affects games. He can go past people. He's, he's, his passing range is improved. And, and he's right. I thought him, James and, and, and Mount were the two that I would take away and say, I thought they gave a good account of themselves and, and looked like they, were, they kind of enjoyed the challenge more mm. than one or two didn't quite turn up again. Mm. But a fascinating game. And just thinking about the second leg now, Lewandowski, yeah. he's out for the second leg, isn't yeah. he? 3-0 at the bridge. Um, he's obviously, got to no Alonso as well, isn't he? Red card, obviously, for from Chelsea's point of view. Yeah, yeah. Violent conduct for him. Mm. Is there anything left in it for Chelsea? Can they rev up enough to, to ruffle the feathers of Bayern Munich and put them on the back foot and make them sweat in any way? At the bridge? <laughs> An early goal, Rob, could, mm. could, 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 you know, all of a sudden, you know, one and two and a little bit of, uh, of confidence comes and one or two people break a few inhibitions and play. But it's, it's a tough call. It's a really tough call in it against a team mm. that, that can dominate the ball, can hit you on mm. time. Still they got, got quick. pace on yeah, the sides, fast. aren't they? Yeah. Fast yeah. people in the wide areas. So, it, mm. listen, it's a tough call. It, it, I hope it's a game that the, especially the Chelsea youngsters still look forward to, still feel it's part of, the, uh, of their learning and, mm. and see it as a good experience so that, you know, mm. this time next season, hopefully they make Champions League through their league position if they go out the competition, they'll mm. be better for this and, and understand a little bit more about what this competition holds. Yeah, and the, and the Champions League is brilliant. And, you know, just, just to, just to finalise again, Bayern Munich was so good and I, and I enjoyed watching them play. We, we, we're not on this podcast in any way to try and favour the Premier League side. No, not it's still. nothing to do with that. I, no. I, I love watching this competition. I love, um, you know, even the, the last week with, with Liverpool losing to Madrid yeah. and some of the other games. It's just great. It's just fascinating to see the best teams in different leagues come together. Um, England dominated last year with, with, with the finals, etc., mm. etc. Um, but next, this season's a different season and the, and the Premier League sides have struggled. But this Bayern yeah. Munich performance was like wow I wow, really yeah. enjoyed watching him play in all aspects of the game and um, fair play but yeah the second leg we'll see but it's certainly going to be very difficult for Chelsea Football Club for sure yeah absolutely what to do for Chelsea just a quick line on the other, on the other ones yeah. mm. Napoli won Barcelona won uh, Busquets and, and Vidal both missed the second leg PK came off injured it's not Probably a little bit like Real Madrid. It's not quite the stellar Barcelona we, that we know. Obviously, can, uh, can carry one night danger, but um, it should be all right. Probably favourites to to go through. Yeah, mm. um, Camp Nou taking them home, and, and obviously again, got that you always them score. Yeah. yeah, the away goal is important. Mm. Leon won Juventus nil. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't score for for once. Leon get mm. themselves a goal up. Juve mm. won't be too disappointed with that, will they? Goal down second leg at home. Well, I think they'd be disappointed. I mean, uh, Risha Sari again. He, you know, he I know. That, I think they're just at the top of the league. There's yeah. teams that's real close. There's been mixed reports on his football yeah. and how it's been settled. And he, I think he was moaning afterwards about he can't about get through players, to his players about yeah. moving the ball quick enough, Speed which is actually a similar mm. thing that we we heard from him at Chelsea. Chelsea. Mm. So we'll see. I mean, back at home, of course, against Leon, you, you still fancy them. Yeah, um, but. You know, I don't know. There's, there's, it seems like they're not far away from a bit of a 
not a crisis, but they're, they're just mm. struggling to, to change to his because his style is very specific and he's very stubborn the way he wants them to play. Uh, and Serie A, they've not, not had it their, their own way up to this point. But again, I think you still fancy the big boys in those two games yeah, we talked so about, Napoli, Barcelona mm. and, and Leon and Juventus, for them to find a way to get through. It's going to be an interesting uh, last 16 in that competition. Let's talk about Europa League, Robbie Musto. Oh. Um, and to start our Europa League chat, we have to start with a team from North London uh, who were, went into this uh, second leg 1-0 up against Olympiacos. Found a way to lose a game um, 2-1 and 2-2 after extra time went out on the way goals. Um, this has oh, to be blimey. one of the most disappointing nights for Arteta since he's taken over. One of the most disappointing nights for Arsenal for, for a little while. Yeah, I mean, of course, these two games go on at the same time. And this is Thursday and we're recording this and, and you're kind of watching both games. It's not mm. easy to get everything from every game. But I tell you what, my yeah. eyes was glued glued on the second half Arsenal I watched the first half closely to, with Man United's game but yeah. that was comfortable and uh, wow the second half and the extra time was was amazing really and a, obviously a strong sign from Arsenal this is a, a great way for them to try and yeah. win this tournament get into the mm-hmm. Champions League a strong lineup. Um I looked at Aubameyang, Rob, and we'll get on to Aubameyang, of course, what happened at the end of him yeah. but I mean he's such a great player and I watched him on the left hand side and he for, the major- for, a, for a large majority of the game, probably in the, the second part of the second half, he started to come inside a lot. I just feel like, and I, and I don't mind him out there, but it, I'm watching him, Rob, checking the ball back and crossing yeah. balls in a lot. And it's like, wow. he's Because like as that play started up front, Ozil in the number 10 role, Pepe mm-hmm. to the right side. Um, I mean, Aubameyang made an impact coming inside. He's yeah. such a more effective one. He does do that and doesn't stay to the outside. Mm-hmm. Um but they, I mean, wow, they, they found a way to, to lose this game, which is remarkable. I mean, you know, towards the end of the game, Rob, Bamyang's overhead kick. And I'm yeah. writing down, he's done it again. Like a, a yeah. brilliant overhead kick, yeah. a winner in the last Ridiculous. minute. And, yeah. and, you, and, you, and you, think that's, um, you think that's the winner. Sam, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, the away goals are powerful for Olympiacos. And uh, it was a set piece, wasn't it? The, the corner came in and got yeah, headed set out. Piece to, got to house, left-sided yeah. uh, Second Greek. phase, basically, yeah. Yeah, and the ball swung in there. And David Luiz, I, I mean, I, I think he can get that ball. Now, I know he's got players in front of yeah, him. Yeah. I, he doesn't really know what's behind him. If he's determined enough, he heads that ball away, Rob. He heads that ball away. I think that was a bad lack of judgment from Luiz, who had one of those nights, what I saw of him, again, didn't mm. take, you know, didn't yeah. get a great look in the first half, yeah. but he had one of those nights where he looked a bit bothered, a bit, the, the game's a bit too easy for him. And he just didn't have that determination that you sometimes see of him. Mm. And when you see that of him, he looks a brilliant player. Because he comes out on the ball, he can assist goals, he can ping the ball, and he defends well when he, when he means it and when he wants to. It was one of them. And I thought that goal was a bad error from David Luiz. Head the ball clear and you go through defends well when he wants to is an interesting phrase Robbie Musto yeah shouldn't be an interesting phrase of a top international no. footballer shouldn't mm. be a phrase we use in, in and it, it, if you're Mikel Arteta you cannot trust David Luiz and Skodra and Mustafi you can't trust them Rob it, it, week in week out those two, yes, mm-hmm. we, we, you can tell me about David Luiz on the ball and what he can do and what he can pass. And, I'll take. He does I'll, defend well in certain games, Rob. In certain, but you, but, but the, yeah, the important, yeah, the important bit the you're time. saying is is the certain. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no. want certain. I'll take, I'll take fifty percent less ability 
and gives and, and, and defends best. Now, defending well at every game doesn't mean you win games. Doesn't mean he's always the best player. But you always feel he's, he's trying. He's always in, he's, he, he, he's doing what he needs to stop the ball going in the back of his net. I never get that sense with, with David Luiz. Sometimes I think he's he's almost in his head too good of a footballer. For Skoldrum Mustafi, and I've said it for a while, and I, and I don't like to use this term on a thing, he's got the heart the size of a pea. Yeah, he went down a couple of times. I he, mean, he just isn't my man, Rob. When I look behind me in central midfield, and I look behind and think, there, Skoldrum, we're OK. He, hmm. and, and, and people like him, and we work with him, and, and, and he, he doesn't like to be critical, actually, Lee Dixon, in many respects. But when you hmm. think of, of, of Dixon and Adams and, and, and Keown and, and Winterburn and Bold and defenders like that, Rob, there was no certain certain games they played. There was no... If, if 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 it's a good day, they defend well. They defended for their life every every game, whether they won, lost, or drew. Yeah, I mean that is certainly a part of the team that that needs to be upgraded. And um, whether Arteta feels strongly enough in the summer, I mean David Luiz was a is a is a big personality, and if you have him at your football mm. club, he's going to yeah. play. Uh, you know, he's going to play or she's going to have a problem. Now, how he addresses that, I mean, Mustafi is, we agree on him. I mean, just not good enough if Arsenal want to be a regular yeah, top four not, side not, again. Yeah. Um, and who knows what's happened to some of the younger centre-backs that haven't had a look in. Um, but it could have been different again, Rob. And yeah. Just, just in the last few seconds, the player that you'd want there to score oh, yeah. from six yards out with the ball sitting up nicely is oh. Pierre-Emerick uh, Aubameyang, who misses a sitter from six yards out to win it. He misses, and then a few seconds later, the whistle is blown. Yeah. And, 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 of course, massive celebrations of Olympiakos. Very impressive uh, fans, by yeah. the way. The, the amount they of fans that came and, and go absolutely and make, crazy. Make noise, yeah. But Arsenal out of Europe. I, I saw an interview with, uh, with Aubameyang after the game, Rob, and, and when you scored a, a ridiculous bicycle kick like he does and does the yeah. things he does, and, and the, yeah. as you say, a, a sort of drops in the six-yard box and he doesn't hit the target. He was gutted, by the way. I, I, I mean, could yeah. hardly speak, couldn't look in the camera, feels the weight of responsibility. Yeah. He's a captain of the football club. Uh, I think he he, he realised how important this is because it's, it's a stretch now for Arsenal to try and make top four or five, yeah. whatever the position. I know that, you know... Two or three teams above them are going to have to have a particularly bad time to yeah. allow to allow them to, to get there, and that and that's on the basis that Arsenal win out a lot a lot of games. If they're whatever is it eleven games left or something, they'd have to win probably seven or eight of those, mm. which you, you're never quite sure of with some of the inconsistencies. It's not his fault, though, Rob. I mean, I, I, we of course you get it. No, out, of course out, not. He's he's been such an important I mean, player and scored brilliant. so many goals. I mean, the overhead kick is brilliant technique. It's, it smashes in there, and the celebrations was was real. Mm. It was strong. It was, you know. And then for that to happen at the end, you know, your defensive side of it, and that's been a problem for Arsenal for for quite a long time, where they're not secure enough back there with some of the better players they've got going forward. There's always a sense of well, you know what, we might just concede one. You never really know with them. The only no. thing I would say about no. Arsenal, Rob, generally in the second half, not, not towards the end of. The, the match in the extra time and stuff, they looked a little tired to me. Now, mm. it, again, it's something that I think the manager will try and address with a stronger yeah. pre-season. If this team was a yeah. little fitter, um, 
He just looked a little tired, a little lethargic. Ozil had some moments, but looked tired. Um, again, the same with Pepe. Some moments, but mostly disappointing for me again. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it was just a blow because there has been a, there's definitely been an improvement this season. There's definitely been an improvement with the new manager and there's new belief. There's better shape. There's better tactical uh, situation with the team and a sense that Olympiacos over two legs you know, and you, you win. Yeah. The, you know, you're one nil. You win away. Yeah, the first game. Yeah, that that's a blow, and it, and it should be just more information and data and fact for the manager, mm. Mikel Arteta, yeah. to make some mm. big decisions in the summer about who stays, who goes, Absolutely. and how they move that's, forward. I think that's a takeaway, Rob. I, th- I think this is one of those huge nights we talk about a, a, a night for 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 Pep and Man City. This is a night where Mikel Arteta's got to just kind of. Take stock of where he is with this group, and and there's some big, tough decisions to make. A little bit like like Frank with Chelsea, they they're going to need upgrades in 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 certain areas of the pitch, and the upgrades are going to mean getting rid of some players who are on good money, who've been at the football club. But if if they want to go to where Arteta's ambition are, if they want to have the full intensity, the full concentration, the certainty of defending that Arteta's going to demand once he's had his his group, his pre-season, some of his players in, then I'm afraid I think some of these the players who he's got at the moment won't be at the football club. Just in terms of looking forward to the rest of the season for Arsenal, I'm just I'm mm. looking at the league table right now. He's got to get him in the top six, hasn't he, Rob? I mean, I, I mean, t- like, they've got a chance of the top four or five, top, and that that will be the target. But there's yeah, in ninth, of course. Top six, in, they're top in ninth, six. They're in ninth yeah. place. Mm. He's got to get them above the likes of Wolves and Sheffield United yeah. to get yeah. into that kind of realm in the league table again. To feel Correct. like there is movement and there is progression. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, the, they've got to the be best of the rest. And, and, and as you say, we know it's a club and tra- transition, but transition doesn't mean you, you've got a free hand to lose games to be you know, sitting 10th in the league. Yeah. I don't think that's what, what, what transition means. Transition means that, as you say, some, some up and down performances, a little bit of player rotation as you're working things out. Mm. Come next season, when we kick off August the 8th, I believe it is, or whatever the start of the season, Mm. Arsenal then have got to be ready to be competing for a top yeah. four spot. Absolutely, they've got to yeah. be in good nick. They've got to have the right people because the excuses start to stop after that time, Rob. Well, the next game is the, is the FA Cup. They got Portsmouth away. Okay, yeah. so that's something mm. that they can totally go for. Now, let's just read you the next few league games. They're, they're, they're home against West Ham. Then they yeah. got Brighton away, Southampton yeah. away, and Norwich yeah. at home. And then Wolves, uh, Wolves away. Then it gets tougher yeah. with, uh, with yeah. Leicester and, Wolves and, and, and yeah. Spurs and Liverpool. So but the next got, four, five games, we've got four, five come on, games. Yeah, come on, ten, can we get ten points? D- can dust we, yourself we, yeah. off and yeah. have a drive to get up that league table. Well, it's going to be interesting now. Certainly, how Arteta sort of drives his team on when yeah. maybe some of the ambition drops. But certainly, some of the players now. We're going to find out. I, I think I said at the weekend about between now and the end of the season, the biggest thing for Mikel Arteta is finding out who's going to be with him and who's mm. not for next season. Mm. The, the, this will tell us. And in the games against some teams who, your West Ham's, Brighton's, Southampton, Norwich teams, you should be beating, yeah. adds a little layer of extra pressure as well. Yeah, yeah, and and one one definitely one um, benefit of this season, some of the young players coming through for him. Yeah, that's absolutely. been really good, really important, and, and they will be totally be part of this team going mm. forward uh, into next season as well. Okay, Rob, let's move on to Manchester United. Um, yes, five happy nil, wasn't d- ha- it? Happy five. days. I mean, I did sw- I did kind of not focus happy on days. this. It was, it was very mm. easy. Man sent off for Bruges. Yeah. Uh, Igala was the. It- 
was the interesting part. Started up front, yeah. Bruno Fernandes in behind again. Yeah, a goal gets his that. first yeah. goal for Manchester United in a very comfortable night at Old Trafford. Fred gets a couple of late goals to make it the five. McTominay's back and yeah. scoring a goal as well. Bruno Fernandes. Happy days are back, Robbie Yeah, Musto. happy days. Ollie's, Ollie's yeah. steering the bus again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, comfortable game. Yeah, uh, but the right, the right way, the right style, the right football, um, as to be expected against a, a Bruges side. Yeah, that, that but, are short but good on... to, but good to win it, Rob. But good yeah. to get the goals. Good to get some confidence. McTominay back into things. Fernandez pulling the strings at the first off. Mm. Um, Lingard even come on the pitch and 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 played a part. I just think it's one of those feel-good nights that don't do you any harm, regardless of the opposition. You've got to win the game. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know, these smiles, training will be buzzing for a couple of days. And then I think it's Everton, isn't it, the weekend for, for, for United? Yeah, Everton yeah, away. away they've got it, FA Cup as well. Point. Yeah. Yeah, and they've had a bit of a run now. There's a, there's a mm. one, two, three, I think it's seven games one, unbeaten now for United in all competitions. One goal so. in the last seven, I think, conceded as well. So yeah. defensively, it's starting to look a little bit better. Um, obviously, goals up front. Martial didn't play with a little bit of a, a niggle for him. They'll be hoping that's not too strong, obviously, with, with yeah. Rashford out as well. But great for Rigolo to, 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 to start, yeah, to good score. Yep. Just gives him a bit of a lift. So, a good night for Ollie and, and Manchester United. It's kind of mm. like, is this a little springboard they needed now to go? And obviously, we'll, we'll want to go deep. We'll want to get you know to the Europa League final themselves. It, it's a final. It's a big competition. If, if they win that, that mm. gets them back into Champions League. If they weren't to do it through the top yeah. four spots. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. And, of course, on Sunday, they are, they're at Goodison Park. They play Everton mm. away. Coverage begins yeah. at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, on NBCSN. Um, we'll certainly get into the details of that over the weekend. It's one of the bigger games of the weekend. Yeah, for uh, sure. And that's what they've got to do, Rob. Away from home hasn't mm. always been great for United. No. And Everton, you know, are a side that can be very dangerous now under Ancelotti. So that's going to be a, probably the marquee game, the best game over the weekend, I would say. I, I think from, from Ollie's point of view, it, it's putting one of those Man United run together now, isn't it? With the yeah. 11, you know, like eight, yeah, eight wins strong. or something. Finish strong, you know, get us deep into this, into the Europa League. And then there'll be less talk about Pochettino coming in, there'll be more focus on spending money. Fernandez is going to improve them. Once Rashford gets back fit, um, Martial's back firing, scoring goals again. All of a sudden, it could look a very a, a lot different for United with, with a couple of players brought in. Is it pointing to that he will continue next season, Rob? I mean, what's going to mm, happen for, it, for the club to say, you know what, I think we will make a change? Obviously, they'll get knocked out of the Europa League if, that, if that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. They don't, no Europa they don't League. In, and they don't no, qualify for the Champions no League. No Champions if, League. If there's yeah, five spots yeah. available. I don't think, I think if they don't qualify for Champions League, however it, it, it plays out, yeah, I think he could be under pressure. I think if Pochettino's about, it makes mm. it easier mm. to make that call. I think if he gets you in Champions League or wins the, and wins the Europa League, yeah. uh, with his history and, and standing at the football club, I'm not sure... Manchester United would make that call. Yeah, absolutely right. We shouldn't forget Wolverhampton Wanderers. They lost oh. uh, in Spain, yeah, three-two to Espanyol, but mm. go through on aggregate yeah. comfortably. Four-nil, wasn't it? The, the first leg. Yeah, I mean, again, what, what's happening at that football club is, you know, is again, is, it is remarkable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what a good manager and a good team that doesn't change much at all. No, you'll I mean, see this team. You'll you'll see on 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 uh, Sunday they they play Spurs. Rob, it'll be a similar setup. I think the last weekend I, I was doing Wolves, they changed one player from the Europa League. Uh, win against Espanol, Espanol at home. Mm. Traore came out, Dendonka came in. The, the other 10 played and not one player moaned about being tired. Not one player looks like he, he's struggling with injury. Mm. And sometimes I think 
The mentality of the manager can have an effect on the group. He, he, Nuno doesn't let any excuses. He trains them. Obviously, you do your best in recovering, get right. But Wolves never look like they're running running out of steam. Wolves never look like they're, they're, they've got players who are always oh, so tired. You know, the, the Jose Mourinho, we had a game this day, we had a game. Mm. I mean, no one's played more games than Wolves. Qualifying for Europa. Yeah, in, going ja- in, in the July, wasn't it? It was July. like mid-July or something. And they they're, still, they're still flying and going strongly. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, they made a few changes in today's in, in today's mm. game. Yeah. But you can when you're 4-0 up. Just, Absolutely. Uh, Gibbs White, Morgan Gibbs White played, Podence played, the winger they brought in. So there's yeah. a few changes there, but they, they totally deserve to do that. And it's the right thing to do from the manager. Even though they lost the game, they do need to rest. Some of these players yeah. do need. I know we praise them for playing week in, week out, but they do need a little bit of a rest. And, and some of the um, maybe the more important players were given this one off. But they're through. Full marks to them um, in, in, a, in a very eventful uh, Europa League match week second leg games this week. Mm, absolutely, mate. Yeah. This, this European football is um, love it, mate. It's great. Love it. It's catch, catching on, isn't it? I think, it, <laughs> it's I, think a, I think there's a future in it. <laughs> All right, mate. That's it for this week's Euro Potty uh, in a midweek where Man City schooled Real Madrid, but Chelsea got a bit of a lesson from Bayern Munich too. Wolves, Manchester United, they make it to the last 16 in the Europa, but Arsenal crashed out of that competition. Losing 2-1 in dramatic fashion at the Emirates. Look out for our next podcast on Sunday, March 1st, when we'll be back with all the games from Match Week 28, and we'll also review the first piece of domestic silverware that's handed out as Aston Villa take on Manchester City in the League Cup final. But for now, I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.